And with 14 seconds to go, the Illini season is going to come to an end here in Pittsburgh. The Illini were tied at 40. They get outscored 28 to 13 down the stretch. And Houston will get it across the timeline, and the Illini season will come to an end at the hands of the Houston Cougars. Final score, Houston 68, Illinois 53 in the Sweet 16 for Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars. This is not the kind of music I want to listen to right now. What a disappointing end to Illinois' season here today in the second round of the NCAA tournament, falling by 15 to the Houston Cougars, 68-53. to Welcome in to the Fasteners Etc. postgame show here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, and Light Rock 97.5. Well, and I just... Didn't play a very good basketball game today. Couldn't get out of their own way. Houston played pretty well. Uh, they, they knocked down some shots in the second half, and the Illini kind of ran out of gas there towards the end, and their season comes to an end. Welcome into the post-game show. Mike LaTulip coming shortly. We have our rapid reaction here brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for half a century. They've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball post-game shows. Cozad Asset Management striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Just to get it out of the way, I I thought Houston was the better team. I And the Illini kept themselves in the game for 30 minutes and they almost and they kept taking themselves out of the game as well uh just some really bad turnovers in both halves uh couldn't knock down a shot Houston got it going with Shed and Moore they were hitting mid-range jumpers Line I couldn't couldn't even finish on, on some layups either uh anytime they they grab momentum Houston snatched it right back and they, they push it out towards the end, and Houston's 15-point winners. They're going on to the Sweet 16. The Illini's season is over. End of a career for a number of guys who, who played some big games in the orange and blue, who, when they arrived in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois wasn't at the point that it is. Still got to be better. People want more. And... Uh, Second round's good, but just uh, not quite there yet for the Illini. Final once again, 68-53. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. Michael Tulip is coming up shortly. Kathy Reiser helping us out behind the scenes. Give us a call on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397, or text in your thoughts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. This is it, guys. Final fasteners, etc. Post game show of the season. Want to hear your thoughts on this game and the season as a whole? Up next, Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozad Asset Management. 
Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with COZAD, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. COZAD Investment Advisory Services offered through COZAD Asset Management, Inc. COZAD Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-351. Five three five seven. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. postgame show, Evan Kahn and Mike Latulip. Colbert to Melendez. RJ with a drive down the lane. A little floater. Bangs it up and in. Hey, RJ Melendez attacks the rim. We've got... Hey, Mike, do we have you? We don't have Mike yet. Mike is here. We're here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We're going to try to figure out why Mike can't hear. As you heard, there's the numbers on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Plenty of thoughts coming in as well on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. We do a little reconnect here. Mike LaTulip, do we have you? No, still not yet. Okay, of course, you know, last last post game of the season. Why not have a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here? So uh, we'll we'll go to the first state bank fan line. I'm working with you, Mike. We'll we'll get you on the air after we get our friend Simeon on the air, calling in from Norfolk, Virginia. After Illinois loses to Houston, 68-53. Hey, Simeon. Hey, uh, Evan. First of all, belated happy birthday. I hope you had a thank great you, sir. Birthday. All right. Um, I want to thank you guys for having this show all year. And uh, um, I wish Mike was on. But anyway, I'm going to make my comments. I got a little bit of a wish list here. Um, uh, I, I wish we were going to the Sweet 16, but but we're not. I all right. Mike see, is here, uh, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Mike. Um, I did see uh, Coach Underwood roast some because he – he came with the freshman, and he had tightened down the uh, bench. 
I didn't get a chance to make my comments last week to you guys about that. I, I, I wasn't that happy about tightening down the bench, but he he did bring it in. Um, I always thought this year that the strength of this team was the that we had a lot of guys that could play. Uh, I would have liked to have seen uh, some other guys on the floor this today, but it, it went the way it did. But anyway, to go to my quick wish list, um, I wish in the second half um, we'd have stayed with that group that we had at the end of the first half coming out instead of going with our starters. Um, I wish uh, we'd have brought Coleman back a little earlier. Um, I wish we'd have um, swapped out Bello for Plummer. I know Plummer got the four-point play, but he was just being victimized on the defensive end. Um, and, and we could have used a little bit more um, uh, defense. I wish we could have uh, got Kofi the ball. There was a lot of times that I saw him, he was open, and we just didn't get him the ball. Um, and then um, we went small for a, a large part of the second half. Um, I wish we'd have had some other players in there. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to miss uh, Trent and DeMonte and Plummer and uh, Kofi. Um, I, I hope everybody enjoyed Kofi. Um, I plan to be a, a fan of his for whatever NBA team we see him on next year. And uh, I'm going to ride and die with my Illini, and we'll see what the future has to hold. Um, those are my comments. And, again, uh, thank you guys for having the show. I hope this will be a positive show. This is a successful year, even though we didn't go as far in the, as in the tournament as I would have liked it to be. I, I hope you won't have a lot of negative Nancy's giving you a call today. <laughs> So uh, uh, I'm going to be listening to hear uh, what you guys have to say. Thank you again, and you guys always do a fantastic job. Hey, thanks as always, Simeon, for for calling in. Uh, As far as efficient scorers go, Simeon's just always, always there to call into the postgame show. Appreciate him with his thoughts here. And this this was a, a, a game... As I said off the top, I I think Houston's a more talented team than the Illini. I thought we saw that today, and they were trying to figure out the combinations for 40 minutes, and, and they just couldn't get it quite right today. Yeah, it's tough. I I think ultimately, when you look at this team and you look at who they're that that is after the offensive performance that they had against Chattanooga, this is probably one of the worst teams. To play next and and part of it is the game plan was the game plan it was let Williams shoot let Hawkins shoot let Curbelo shoot we're gonna trap Kofi and you know I, I thought in the second half when they cut it to two on the Kofi and one Trent got all the way downhill was able to drop it off to Kofi got the big to commit I, I just what I didn't understand was I understand we want to throw the ball into Kofi but he's being doubled so why not bring out set some ball screens, get him away from that. Cause then here's what, what else it opens up. You get a guy setting a ball screen like Kofi. He rolls. Now if Trent can get downhill, the big that is guarding Kofi has to commit to Trent because they are in drop coverage. And now there are tag guys that have to tag off the perimeter onto Kofi. So either you are dropping it off to Kofi to a smaller defender. If you go for a layup, you have Kofi in rebounding position over a small defender or if these smaller defenders tag in, you have kickouts to Goody, to Melendez, to Plummer for these open threes. So uh, 
I understood that like we wanted to go into him relentlessly, but that's not going to be, you know, Kofi getting doubled by a team like Houston. Now, if Kofi's getting doubled by UNC Asheville in the non-conference, then who cares? It's advantage <laughs> Kofi. It's not advantage Kofi against Houston. So it, they needed to, to mix it up and balance it a little bit. But, man, you just I, I think towards the end of this year, you really just didn't know what you were going to get with anybody besides maybe Kofi. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grandison's probably the second second in line when it comes to consistency in terms of what he brings. And you don't have a guy like that. No. Then it's, it's, it's hot and cold for a lot of these guys. And it just, you know, you ran into a two-game stretch in the tournament, really three-game stretch with Indiana. You just didn't shoot it well. Um, and just kind of looked disorganized offensively. And, uh, man, a lot to be proud of, though, this year. Uh, you bring home a Big Ten regular season championship. You bring home a Big Ten tournament championship last year. And, and there's and you know there could be a new wave of guys that that come in, but the standard's the standard right now, and mm-hmm. that's to compete for championships and you know make our way into these tournaments and, and and try to advance no matter no matter what the draw is. It, it never felt like season's now over. Illinois won 23 games, got a share of the Big Ten regular season title, and now it's all over. And it still never felt like Illinois ever hit their stride. Not not from a, a you know back to back games even for a, for a full mini full forty they had some some good games earlier in the season but it never felt like everything just clicked together disappointing end in the second round of the NCAA tournament we go back to the first state bank fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven he said he was going to call in and and darn it he did it this is Tater and D Land hey Tater hey Con how's it going hey we're Season's over, but we're hanging in there. What did you think of today's game? Uh, just a few questions. What did you think of the freshman Luke Gooding and R.J. Melendez today? I think they played terrific. Yeah, they needed they needed guys to step up, and those were the two guys who, for for all of the, the veterans on the team, those guys looked like they belonged today. Well, I, I forget who was pl- who was who I was talking to. Uh, yesterday, but somebody had asked about Melendez not really playing against Chad Nuke. I said, well, he's going to play against Houston. I mean, you need some length, you need some size, you need some guys that can put the ball on the floor. And, man, those two guys stepped up in a big way, and they're really one of the only reasons why that game was close in the first half and still added a spark in the second half. We can probably get into the Melendez technical. Oh, that's, yeah. That was one of the craziest calls I think I've ever seen in the moment. Um, but they were both outstanding, and I think they're two. those are two guys that – uh, you know, you can build, you know, you can, you can build with those guys uh, moving forward and get some other pieces and probably address some needs in the transfer portal. Uh, but man, you got a good class coming in as well. Shoot. It's, it's, it's good to have two guys like that with size. They can both shoot it. Uh, you see in this tournament, that's a big, big thing to have. Most definitely. I think, I think we're going to be good next year and hopefully we can get Kofi to come back, but we'll see. Yeah, some some folks think he's gone. Some think he's here. I, I really think it's closer to fifty fifty than than people think. And especially going into the year, it was probably more eighty twenty. He was gone, but um, yeah, a disappointing end for for a lot of these guys' career. And, and we'll see if Kofi comes back. Yes, sir. You guys have a good day. Thank you. Hey, thanks for calling in, Tater. Call in on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. From one tater to another, I, I, I didn't ask my friends and family to call in, I, I, I promise. But we go to Peyton in Missouri. Hey, Peyton. Hi, Evan. How are you? Well, just a, a, 
disappointed. It's a different kind of feeling than after la- losing last year to Loyola. I was slightly confident going in, but really about five minutes in, it, it looked like Houston was the better team. So I, I'm 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 okay with, with how the season ended, I guess. We feel the same way over here. I wanted to give a huge shout out to Kofi from the free throw line today. Um, Good call. Haven't seen him do that well. Uh, we definitely needed those points. Um, but I want to touch on what you guys just talked about with RJ and Goody. <laughs> what do you think the chemistry looking forward to next year is going to be like with them and Bello? What, what do you what do you feel going into next season with them after what you saw today? Well, it's going to be really interesting, right? I, I think these are two guys that if there's one thing you can say about not only Goody and Melendez, but Pajemski as well in the moments we saw him, those guys are not afraid of the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that, too, is those guys, when they come into games, they're, they're big, they're long, uh, they're skilled. And like I said, you go into next year, you got Ty Rogers coming in, you have a lot of different players that are, that are coming in. But to have guys that get some NCAA tournament experience under their belt and freshmen – no less like last year against Loyola, it was everybody's first go around, mm-hmm. right? And then now it's, you know, you have guys right. that have been not only have done it and have played in the tournament, but played well. And I think that's a big distinction to make. And that should give them plenty of confidence in the offseason. I know we've talked about Luke Goody's leadership. You know, RJ Melendez should should step up as a lot of guys leave as more of a vocal leader um, and a guy that leads by action. So um, and they're going to be looked to as that, but, you know, with these with these freshmen on this team that are coming in, it's looking to the guys that have done it before. So to see them perform the way they did today, shoot, that, that bodes pretty well moving forward. And going along the lines, as we said earlier, that, that they never hit their stride. I think the chemistry on this team was good all year, as far as everybody liked playing with each other, but the on-court chemistry, as far as going back to, to some games when guys were making the extra, extra pass, and then you get turnovers, or guys aren't taking shots, and maybe maybe if everybody sticks around, and once again, this just weird feeling of you win in the NCAA tournament, but you want to get more out of it. Maybe they, they come back with a, a different kind of focus and, and with the, the new team, I, I think they're, they're going to run things differently. Even if Kofi's here, I think we're going to see a, a different offensive look because we now know how teams are defending Kofi, which is different than when Iowa was here a year sure. ago. So now I definitely agree, but just wanted to get your two cents. So Thank you for your time, and have a good show. Hey, thanks for calling in, Peyton. There's the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. We'll see if, we'll see if even Bellow's back. Uh, I don't know what the heck happened we today. Shall uh, we shall see. Apparently there was an equipment thing before the game, um, and, and then Brad's quote after the game was Coach's decision on, on why he didn't play in the second half. So well, I, I just, he, just, he, he wasn't very good in, in the first half, and, and part of it, I'm not going to – you know, the, he wasn't the only one that turned it over on inbounds passes, but man, I, it's you know when you're when you're turning it over and and they're just you're missing shots. I, I just man, you needed to ride with with Melendez. You needed to ride with Goody, and um, you know once again in the second half, you know Shade was a guy that uh, started making a lot of shots, and, and it started all on Plummer, and that's that's the that's kind of the story for me all year, and especially down the stretch is. You know, Andre has just really struggled offensively for for a while now, and he gives you so much defensively. And Plummer is 
we know what he brings offensively, but he is such a net negative defensively. So what do you do? I mean, honestly, it's really easy for us to sit here on our, on our couches and recliners and just say, well, hey, do this and do that. But <laughs> shoot, when you're the coach that has to make the decision, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you take Curbelo out, you know, now you're going to have to take a step back defensively. If you keep Curbelo in, who knows what you're going to get offensively. And then with Plummer, you got to keep him in because of the offense, but the defense is just, it's, it's he's just a little spacey at times. So it's, it's tough, but I'll, I'll say this, what Alfonso Plummer has, has done this year. And I know he, he almost got to that 103 point mark. Um, he might've been close. Was he, he went 99? Did he hit three today? Uh, I he, I, yes. I think he hit three today. I mean, he hit two today. He hit two today. Okay, so 98 threes in a season for a guy that plays one year with you as a fifth-year transfer. That's that's pretty darn that's pretty darn good value out of a guy <laughs> like that. Um, but next year, it's you know hopefully you can replicate something close to that type of shooting, uh, but also get some guys in there that have a little bit more length on the glass. And if you can marry some of that together, that's what makes some of these teams hard to beat in, in March. But Bell, yeah, Bellow's going to be pretty much a, a question mark. Uh, who knows going in, going into the off season. And uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that transfer. There's a lot of kids that go elsewhere and um, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's probably anybody's guess. Back to the first state bank fan line. We go full bank over here. We've got Steve calling in. Steve's a, a regular. He's down in Kentucky. Disappointing end of the season. Hey. Yeah, guys. Uh, disappointing. And, but, you know, let's let's look at the positives. Uh, you know, a few people have said this already, but we're hanging a banner at the end of this season, and I think that's what we need to keep in mind um, uh, with this season. Disappointing ending, but uh, overall, you know, our 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 program is trending in the right direction. You know, these blue bloods they get to the tournament every year, and some years. They bow out early. Other years, they go deep. But the more times you're in the tournament, the more consistent you are of getting there, the better chances you have of uh, eventually uh, upsetting a few of these teams and, and getting in there. Uh, so I, I think our, our ceiling's high. I would uh, agree 100% with you. I, I think the, the problem this year uh, was the chemistry. I mean, just today's a prime example. I mean, Underwood's just – trying to do anything to find the five guys that are going to gel the best on the court. Um, you know, we, we did have that stretch in December and January where we were really hitting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then ever since then, it's just look at Hawkins minutes, look at Corbello's minutes, look at, you know, RJ Melendez minutes and all that. I mean, yeah, you could use the excuses of the injuries, but to me, those are just excuses. I, Every team goes through those. Yes, we had a lot of them, but you got you got to get through those. Um, but uh, I am excited. Uh, I think the, the ceiling is really high um, on Melendez and Goody and Pazinski, and uh, so that that gives me some hope uh, for the future because we just had too many guys too that were just one way players uh, that were great at defensively or poor offensively or, or vice versa. Um, so I think these guys bring some good balance because uh, they'll get the, some of the defensive quirks uh, figured out, and I, I think their length really will help them defensively and 
and we'll uh, we'll be fine. But uh, I mean, the last thought is, you know, with with this free agency in basketball called the <laughs> transfer portal, uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens uh, moving forward. Um, I'll be very curious to see what kind of roster we uh, we have by the by the end of the year. I mean, it, it you know could be a little difference or it could be a massive difference. You just never know. Uh, in, in today's world of college basketball. So, but hey, great season, guys. Thank you, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, Granderson. You guys were awesome. Uh, loved watching you guys play, and, uh, you know, best of luck to you guys in the future. Hey, great call. Appreciate you as always, Steve. And, and, and we look forward to chatting in the fall when football season comes around. Maybe we'll get 500 for that, huh? Hey, hey, maybe, yeah, let's do it. You know. We'll get a bowl game. We'll get, let's get a bowl game. That's, that's the goal. I like it. Hey, appreciate it, Steve. All right, hey, thanks, guys. There's Steve on the First State Bank fan line. Just real quick, I, I mean, in, in a five-year span, it's great the way the expectations have changed. When Trent Frazier got here, you were hoping for an NCAA tournament. Expectations were, let's just get to 500. Now it's expectations are you get in the NCAA tournament, you win on that first weekend, you get to the second weekend. Still haven't gotten over the hump. Yep. Still looking for it. but uh, Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing, too. I, I remember when I, the, the NCAA tournament that I was a part of in 2012-2013, it's just amazing. It's, you, know, you can kind of be prisoners of your own success at times, <laughs> and you win a Big Ten championship, you win the regular season, and now there's certain expectations that are on you to – to perform a certain way in the NCAA tournament, you know, it's minimum, you know, bar none, sweet 16. Uh, I remember back when we played as a seven seed, you know, we were a seven seed in 2012, 2013, when I was on the team and uh, we were eight and 10 in big 10 play. If you can believe that still got a seven seed. And our first game was against Colorado with Spencer Dinwiddie and Andre Roberson. And, and they were a really good team. And it felt like because we finished middle of the pack in the big 10, winning that one game that we won in the tournament was like, oh, yeah, great. Now we feel like we're you kind belong. of playing with house money here. Yeah, go, go and give Miami a shot. And it's just a, diff- it's just a different type of psychology. You win a Big Ten championship, um, no one cares that you have Houston in front of you, right? <laughs> like no one cares that you have Arizona after that. It's just you, know, you, you have to find a way to, to kind of gut those games out. That's the, that's the story of it. And look, I – Houston followed by Arizona is probably as tough of a two-game stretch as really anyone would have in, in the tournament. And, so, you know, it's unfortunate you got that type of draw, but you still have to play the games, um, you know, and it's, it's tough. Like, you look in 34% from the field tonight. They're not much better than that uh, two nights ago. And, uh, you know, to go down missing shots, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's tough. And the 17 turnovers as well, man. Uh, it, it's it just always felt you know you felt fortunate to be down four at half, but there was really no evidence, not a ton of evidence in that first half to make you <laughs> to make you feel like we, we were going to run away with that game. So you knew it was either gonna, it was going to be a rock fight regardless, and they held on. You know, just Houston just kind of blew it open there after the it seemed like the momentum shifted after that that RJ Tech. Illinois hangs on for about 35 minutes, but they fall 15 points short to Houston, 68-53. I'm going to keep moving through these 
phone calls because we've got a, a full bank and then we'll get to our MX Electrifying player of the game and then we'll break and then we'll get some text messages. So I'm going to Jim up in Rockford. Good afternoon, Jim. Hey, guys. How are you? We're hanging out. What's going on? So um, I guess a few things here. Um, I mean, we've talked about what has happened this year, the great Big Ten play, uh, what happened in the tournament this year, and I even take it back to Loyola. That's our third NCAA tournament game in a row. We can't get out of the 50s in points, um, which is bizarre considering the, the talent that seems to be on this team the last two years. And I don't know if that's coaching or knee-knocking from the players, but it's certainly at some point becomes a trend because that's three games in a row. Was I expecting to win this game? No, um, even though Illinois was the higher seed. Uh, but I guess what it's concerning to me, and I don't want this to be an indictment, I'm, like I'm looking for anyone to be fired, uh, considering how more about this program had been not that long ago. Underwood has certainly take, taken things well above from where Gross took them down, and for that we'll always thank him. But I guess at my point, what point do you look at the trend analysis and say, do we have a guy that can do well in the Big Ten but can't do well in the tournament? And, again, the statistics don't lie there. I'm not advocating, like I said earlier, about anyone being terminated. But there's chatter about LSU. There's chatter about Kansas State. And this is only my take. But I do think Illinois now is a desired position, maybe so that it wasn't when Gross was here. And if a guy like Underwood was festive enough to pursue those sort of opportunities, I guess I wouldn't be that upset because I think he's taken us where he is. I don't know if I have the confidence he can do much more in the tournament. In fact, I think he's three and six as a head coach in the NCAA tournament. So I guess for most fans, my question is it boils down to what do you want? If, if you're good with Big Ten finishing top three, maybe the championship every three years, then we've got the guy. I'm just wanting more now, uh, like I did for many years, and I'm just not convinced that Underwood could do that because the statistics are starting to show they don't lie. Yep, maybe we should go get the St. Peter's coach. They can win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. There's Jim on the First State Bank fan line. Pete is ringing in with us in Tolono. Oh, hey there, Pete. What's happening? Hey, we're we're, we're breaking down uh, uh, the end of the Illinois season. You got thoughts on, on the game or, or the the year in general? A couple thoughts on on the game. Three things that stick uh, out with me that uh, just just has killed us. The offensive rebounding by Houston just destroyed us. They Awful. got so many second opportunities that, that they scored on. It was brutal. And um, our turnovers, there were so many unforced turnovers that uh, were, were bad. And I thought our I thought our dribble drive defense was not very good. We didn't rotate well, and they got a lot of mid-range jumpers, especially in the second half. But about the time we, we thought we were going to pull even and make a run, they would counter with a, with a nice mid-range shot, and, and that, that was really hurtful for us um didn't shoot well i don't know why frazier uh has struggled so poorly in the last couple of weeks of the season but he just he he can't throw it in the ocean and i felt so bad for the kid because he's been such an asset to this program but he was he was not good demonte was nowhere to be found and um Curbelo, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know what to make of him. I, I know he's a good defender. We talk about chemistry on the offensive end. Uh, he's a chemistry buster, in my opinion, because he does things out there that the other kids don't know what where he's going. 
And so uh, the timing gets off. You never know where his passes are going to go. Sometimes they're going to go off a leg or out of bounds or whatever. And we've given him two years to get straightened out. And Brad has given him two years to get straightened out with the, with the chemistry of the other players. And I don't see it happening. And quite frankly, I don't think he'll be around next year. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. I, I, I mean, I think here's the thing. With Curbelo today, and look, he played 10 minutes. And there were 30 other minutes of disjointed offense. And, you know, the one assist he did have was on a good post-entry feed. To Kofi, the problem right now with with Curbelo, you know, he's he's so good defensively, but man, it, it's a gift and a curse how much he takes those swings because they were leaving him, they were leaving Hawkins, they were leaving Williams. Hawkins and Williams didn't really look like they wanted to shoot, but we, I think we know with Curbelo, he's kind of willing to do anything, uh, and that can end up being a gift and a curse at times. If those shots fall, maybe it's a different story, but we've seen over and over again that. Uh, he struggles from from the outside. And I, I think that where I stand with Curbelo, and he was not good today, uh, and and I, I think where I keep hanging on to the hope that he can turn it around is because he did it last year. Like, he, he was the, he was the you know, sixth man of the year in the Big Ten. He was a big reason why you win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, he's a big reason why. He was the only one that showed up, if you remember, and I mentioned this on the last postgame show. He was the only one that showed up against Loyola. And you think that you can build on that. I get he's had a pretty tumultuous season, but I don't know. I, to me, like I, I feel like I am watching a guy that is just not – and I know it's been a few months since the, since the two-month hiatus, but he doesn't look like he is there mentally. And I think part of it is – and I do know, like he reads into a lot of the stuff that is said about him. And you can say, hey, don't read it, but it's a 19, 20-year-old kid. And I think that, like, I don't think that fans understand the impact that that has. And, and the reason I say it is because I was that guy. I got, I got into the rotation. I played against Purdue. I got beat on a backdoor cut. Guy dunked it. I got subbed out. And I went on Twitter after the game. And people were calling for my jersey. I shouldn't be at the university. And I remember sitting there just, like, torn up about it. So I can't even imagine. He gets... 50 times the criticism that I got, 100 times probably. And if you think that kids that age don't internalize that, and if you think that doesn't translate, you're crazy. So I think it's just it was a perfect storm for him this year where he never quite had chemistry with the guys. Um, I think he really lost a ton of confidence, which when, when you're the guy that takes the big swings, that is a tough thing to recover from. And you like if you're already the guy that makes those decisions, if you're second-guessing those decisions, now it's probably going to blow up in your face more times than, than not. So – Look, I, you know, there are, there's a lot of blame to go around. Um, you know, he, he was certainly a portion of it today in the 10 minutes that he played. But, man, you, you talked about the easy shots that Houston got in the second half. This is what that ball screen defense is designed to, to force. It's 17-foot pull-up jumpers. Now, when you're Alfonso Plummer and you're guarding Jamal Shade, mm -hmm. you got to make him feel you a little bit. Because now when he hits two in a row – now, when you switch Trent onto him, it doesn't matter. He's already like, he, he was already, already shaking his head it. after the second yeah, one. He's already feeling it. So it's just that's like I said. It's the it's been the toughest thing all season for this team. Is uh, how much good do we take with the bad, and how much bad do we take with the good? Because we have two guys on this team, and Plummer and Curbelo, that are are good on one end and not good on the other end. Uh, so I don't know. It's it, it's it's a conundrum. I, I I don't have an answer for you on that. Um, and it will be interesting to see what happens this offseason.
Yeah. Hey, great comments. Uh, appreciate the show, guys, and I'll let you move on. Hey, thanks for ringing in there, Pete. There's Pete on the First State Bank fan line. We'll get a couple more calls in here because they've been hanging on, and then we'll name our player of the game. Tyler's down in T-Town. think he called in on Friday. Good afternoon, Tyler. Got thoughts on the game and the season? Yeah, how you guys doing? Hey, we're hanging in there. Not too bad. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed, of course, but uh, I uh, I mean we bleed blue and orange for a reason. We gotta love our line no matter what happens. But I think the future is bright with this team. Um, I wanted to ask you guys both this question: um, second year in a row, I don't, Underwood does a great job with recruiting, but why is he not putting in a freshman at the start of the second half when they were tearing it up in the second and the first half? I was I was kind of surprised by that. What did you think, Mike? I don't know how you could be surprised by it. That's that's what he's always. That's what that's he's. What that's he's what he's done. That's what yeah. most coaches do. Like this isn't a Brad Underwood thing. Most coaches will say, "Hey," and this is part of the reason why. When you are a coach, you don't just roll into a game saying, "Like, all right, I'll figure out the rotation." Yeah. You have a set rotation for a reason. And now, if you want to start Melendez and Goody in the second half, now it throws off. Like, when do you sub in Demonte? When do you sub in like? it throws off a lot of that. And I think just like when everybody was calling for uh, Grandison to be out of the lineup before Michigan state and what's he going to do. And he just sticks with his guns and, and goes with those starters and people were calling for Melendez and, and it works out, right? They go on the road, they beat, they win in East Lansing and Grandison has probably the best game of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes in the NCAA tournament, it's just saying, Hey, Let's rely on the older guys. They've earned it. And I know that probably no one wants to hear that with the way that Melendez and, and Goody played in that first half. But that's the way that it's going to be because the reality is you look at Melendez and Goody and say, man, that those middle 10 minutes of that half and really towards the end as well, they played really well. Great. We can do that again in the second half because to start the game, you know, Houston didn't get out to a 10 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. It was 5-4 to four when the when the second yeah. unit came and in. And it didn't get blown open in the second half no, until so, later. No, and they actually they got closer before mm-hmm. those guys came in. So, you know, he, yeah. he's proven time and time again that, you know, he knows what he's doing, and he played those guys. He played those guys a pretty pretty fair amount in the second half in big minutes. I mean, Hawkins barely played, right? I mean, until the very end. Played just played just yeah. only a little bit. Until the so. very end, yeah. I, I did want to I did want to bring this up. Um, so my dad my dad is a, a thirty four year veteran official basketball high school official and uh, just last weekend the state tournament was held up in, as the state finals in Champaign and my dad was refereeing the state tournament. Well, he's he's been very privileged to do that. And the reason why I bring the officiating up, like I don't like to criticize officials, but that was I could, I cannot believe they called that technical on the windows or on the dunk when he got called for it. Okay, number one. He got. You're, you're trying to. You're trying to keep safety on these athletes. And number two, in order for him to come down, he's going to get undercut. So there's no reason for it to be called when you got the momentum in your favor, down four. Um, Reggie Miller said it perfectly on TV that why are you calling this? Kid is going to get killed if he doesn't wait on the rim mm-hmm. instead of come straight down and get hit. Yeah, that was. That was bad. I, I think we'll we'll play the the soundbite from afterwards. I, I think Brad said that the the ref came to him and said, "I probably shouldn't have called that." Um, we don't like to yeah, think it. We don't like to think that. it, but refs get caught up in the moment sometimes too. They do. They do. I understand that. I, it's a tough job. That's Bo Borowski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Most emotional um, ref there is. 
I wanted to uh, bring up the point real quick of what do you guys think about? Okay, you got you got the uh, Denji coming coming in next year. Then you got Melendez. You got question mark about Carmelo. But do you really think that Kofi is this makes him more hungrier for next year? Or do you think he just decides, well, you know what? I don't know if we can do this. Go to the NBA and do whatever. I think it all. I think it all depends. Uh, here, here's the reality, and you know whether or not talking about this on the air is the right thing or not. But going into last year, there were a lot. You know, there were a few different guys who probably could have gone pro, ended up coming back, and and you know a big reason for that is unfinished business for sure. But NIL is a a big factor, and and the difference between this year and and, and last off season is you have actual numbers. Mm-hmm. And and I think last year with the NIL, you could come in and say, hey, you know, Dawson Garcia, or, you know, hey, you're going to make a million dollars. And, you know, when you go through the season and say, oh, wow, no, it wasn't even close to that. Oh, but if it is, then, you know, then it's then it's tangible, it's real, and, and it factors into your decision. So um, I'm not saying that's the driving factor for Kofi, but at some point, you know, it, it is – partly a business decision. You know, you can go play professionally. And uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Kobe's going to be making over six figures no matter where he's at, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that's the NBA or, or whatever. So that's now a, that's now a wrinkle that before you wouldn't like, if my, my opinion, you know, if this was five years ago, I would say, yeah, he's gone. There's no question that he's gone. Um, yeah. But you, you at least have with the NIL. Now you, you have a chance to, to not just kind of, Say t- say to the kid, okay, hey, we need you back. I know you're not going to be making any money, um, but yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll see how it all transpires. You know, if he does decide to leave, I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him. He's accomplished so much, and I'm not sure what more he can accomplish. Now, I know you can argue, hey, go to a Final Four and do all that stuff, but um, you know, it's about the kid too, and and I'm sure he's he's probably getting to the point as well where he just. He, yeah. he may be ready to take that next step, but but who knows? There's a lot of factors that play into it. I I, I completely agree with you, Evan, or uh, Mike, and I and I think uh, I think what you just said couldn't be said any better because from a from a line eye and from a from a, from a standpoint of a fan, but also a media guy that I am, I think that he has raised the ceiling for the future, and the young ones look forward to playing for the line eye. Um, I'm hoping Underwood stays. That's the hope. Um, but I do know that next year, and before I forget, you guys do a tremendous job. So everybody needs to know that. You guys do an unbelievable job with covering the Illini after the games. I enjoy hearing you guys, and it's been it's been fun this year. Um, also, I did want to mention that our, our, our freshmen, I know I brought this up earlier, but our freshman class coming in next year, and then the sophomores coming going to be sophomores this uh, next year. They have so much talent, and I don't think people realize how good this team can be in the next two or three years come, to come. So um, I appreciate I appreciate you guys taking my call. I know I uh, ramble on there a little bit, but um, I want you I want everybody to know that we blue we blue and orange dye blue and orange, and we love our line eye, but. There's a few things that we need to make adjustments about. We'll be back in this situation, and we will get over this hump and make it to the Final Four before people know it. Thank you guys for your time. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate the kind words and, and your thoughts. A regular caller here on the postgame show, and thanks for, for chiming in. Um, yeah, uh, just, uh, just a lot there. Uh, I, I didn't want to bring it up until the season was over. Yes, 
the future is still bright for the Illini. I, I, they're, they're not going to fall off. The expectation is still get to the tournament, get to a second weekend next year. It's going to look different. I don't know exactly how it's going to shake out, but the expectation has risen because of guys like Kofi and Io and Trent and DeMonte. One more call before we go to the MX Electrifying Player of the Game. Rob's over in Muhammad. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, we're, we're just breaking it all down, taking in a whole season here. Hey, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's it's rough. Hey, I love you guys. I love the show. Uh, you guys do a good job. Thank I you. I think you guys drink the Kool-Aid quite a bit. But I do have a big question for you guys because you say our our recruits are good. We got a lot coming back next year. We really don't. The cupboard's pretty bare. If I'm Underwood, who's a guy who's known for turning around a, a situation – I see this as I've made a ton of money in Illinois. There's not much coming back here next year. We got a couple good freshman guards. That's it. Why wouldn't I go to Kansas State? It's yeah. an easier league. Yes, I am not going to beat Kansas. I'm not going to recruit Kansas. But I don't have to. I'm going to make a ton of money. I'm going to finish third, fourth in the league. I am going to make a ton of money, which does not say a whole lot about the Illinois program. I say this all the time. We are not a Columbus, Ohio. We are not a major city. We are Central Illinois. Unless you are paying kids out the rear, why do kids ever want to come here? We get lucky every 30 years and maybe, maybe make a Final Four. We've made two Final Fours in the last 30 years. So please don't tell me this is an elite program because I love you guys, but I think you drink the Kool-Aid way too much. You have got to be realistic about this program, and you've got to give us a realistic answer. Don't just keep telling us how great it's going to be, because it's not. You you think Manhattan, Kansas is more desirable than Champaign-Urbana, Illinois? I don't think either of them are beautiful. I I, I, I hate Illinois. Up. I think it's an ugly state, <laughs> but I don't I don't think Brad's a competitor, and to go to a lesser conference to be second fiddle to Kansas to just make money. That doesn't that doesn't strike me as the kind of guy Brad is. And, and let me say this too. Yeah, let, me, let me let me let me let me clear something up real quick. Just a second, just a second. Just a second, Rob. Mike's gonna go. I let me clear something up real quick. I I don't want to point to incoming recruits as a reason to be really excited for next year. That's not like you obviously have some talent here here and there. Fine, but look at any team. Look at any team. That is a one or two seed in this tournament. Gonzaga, few transfers. Kentucky, few transfers. I know they're out, but Auburn, few transfers. Like that is where the game is now, and that is that typically dictates your offseason. So if you can, you know, if you can get these players to come in through the portal, and I get it. Like, like here's the thing: as much as we want to believe as fans that you know guys want to come to schools because of the rich history of a program or you know, or, hey, you know, what can you do for, like, what has, you know, D, they weren't watching D and Darren. They weren't watching any of that. Can you get me to the NBA? Can you get me to the pros? And that's why Ayodesumu is so important here. Like, that, that is a part of the reason why, if you're a guard, that's why it's attractive to come to Illinois. It's not because, and I know, and it probably sucks to hear, but it's not because of, oh, my God, this illustrious history. Like, mm. there's obviously been some, some good things that have happened to Illinois, no doubt. But if you're a big man, if you're a guard, you can look and say, hey, this is what we did with Kofi. Hey, this is what we did with Io. And both of them can end up in the NBA, and that's a use case for you. That's all it is. 
And and I think that's that's it. the more you get further away from a Final Four berth, like 2005, you know, you're not going to have the recency bias that like some some kids would have, where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that 2020 or 2019, 2020, definitely not a good example. 2019 Final Four, oh yeah, no, I'll go there. I think it's much more how can you develop me as a player and how can you you get me to the next level and more than we think. Uh, you know that that's that's my take on it, and and I'm not going to sit here and say. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're a shoe in to win the conference next year. A lot needs to happen in order for that to come to fruition. But you know, it, it's better than being completely bare and not having Melendez and not having a a guy like Luke Goody. Now, I, I don't think Luke Goody's going to be a, like a top two option on your team moving forward. But he's a fulcrum and he's a good pillar to build off of because he can do some of the things that Demonte does, but at a little bit of a higher level. So that's that's my two cents on that. And I hope I I, I hope I kind of made that somewhat clear. Nope. Love the Kool-Aid, guys. Have a good one. Illinois is not a blue blood. No. Illinois is not a blue blood. There are about 10 consistent powers that are just going to get guys because of who they are. Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, NC, kind of UCLA, but not like what it used to be. What do all those programs do? What do all those programs do? They, 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 they go they for bring guys to the pros. Uh, that too. That's it. Like that. That's that's what it is. So you know that that's where you can look at Illinois and say, okay, got one there. You know, like got Iowa there, flourishing, doing well. You know, you can't really count a guy like Kofi out. If Kofi does decide to leave, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in, in an NBA jersey next year. That that does a lot for your program with high school kids, transfers, specifically transfers. Can you get me there? That's that's always going to be the question for those high level players that can make an impact and get you to a final four and win you a national championship. That's always going to be the case. Yeah. The, I, I, and, and I, I don't know if Illinois will ever be at that level. The expectation from the fans is that they can be right. That's why you want Brad's head sure. after going out in, in the second round and, and only winning 23 games and only winning the big 10 regular season title, right? Your, your expectations are higher. Now you want them to see, to see them go further and, and we'll, we'll let it play out. Illinois ranks 22nd as far as NCAA tournament wins in a Division I basketball that has over 300 programs. Are they top 15? Maybe not yet. No. But they're closer to it than they were five years ago. And I, I don't think that they're, they're close to going back to where this program was when Brad Underwood showed up. That's where I'm at. All right, sure. I, I, I went to school when they couldn't even sell out half of the State Farm Center, all right? There's, there's levels to this. The expectation level has risen. You'll love to see it, and we'll see if next year if Illinois can get over the hump, but they didn't today. Lose to Houston, 68-53. Let's name our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service. For both residential and commercial needs, call 217-359-7293. To schedule your project and remember, relax, call Max. We kind of touched on it. I think my my player of the game, the the guy that really busted things open on the offensive end for Houston and gave them that confidence, I thought was what Shed did. He he broke them down. He was getting shots on the inside. That eventually led to more. I know more ended up with with twenty one points, but I really thought it was Shed breaking down Plummer, getting a couple buckets, getting that confidence going with them going downhill, and then everybody kind of played off of that for the Houston side. Agreed. Yeah, he'd be my player of the game too. Not only that, just what he did defensively, and uh, you know, he had, he was he was the guy that 
I think he had three steals, and it feels like all of them were off inbounds passes. Kind of just, you know, being a guy, being a, a free safety in a sense. And uh, he turned the game. He, he completely turned that game on its head. Um, you know, a couple of those pull up jumpers and uh, getting into the paint. And he, he was way too comfortable, way too comfortable in that second half. And it's a big reason why they were able to pull out and, and win that game and pull ahead and blow it open to, to being a 15 point game. That looked like it was on track to be within four points, but man, he was he was a big reason that they got that they got loose there. And I, I really like you know the, the the stat sheet won't really tell the story with Fabian White, but I thought he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. He was everywhere tonight. Um, you know, and, and then you know Tajay Moore too, another guy. I mean, twenty one and seven. He, he just really put his imprint on the game. And those they, they, that's a tough team, man. They're I, they're going to give Arizona a fight. There's no question about it. So. Yeah, I, there's a few Houston guys that you could pick from, but um, you know, Shade was really one that, that kind of blew that thing open. So with 18 points, three assists, and, and those three steals as well that Mike mentioned, we're going to give the final MX Electrifying Player of the Game title this season to a Houston Cougar in Jamal Shedd. And with Forza Drive right, Shedd pull up from 15, he got it. Uh, Illinois may need a timeout. Jamal Shed has put Houston up nine. Timeout, Illinois. Shed's a handful, man. He scored six straight points there in the second half to stretch the lead, and the Illini never sealed it back after being tied 40 to 40. They lose 68 53. Guys that are on the, the fan line, Mark, Tony, Scott, we're going to get to you guys next. Plenty of text to catch up on as well. We're, we're recapping a game and a season. We're doing it all here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show, News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. When there's work to do, ground to break, earth to move, and a reputation to uphold, you need the durable Kubota RTVX. Built with half-ton capabilities, industry-leading heavy-duty features, and a cargo bed that easily transitions into a second row of seating, the RTVX is North America's number one selling diesel utility vehicle. Visit your local Kubota dealer and test drive one today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. With the longest drive-up hours in the area, it is Simply Better Banking at employee-owned First State Bank. Stop by today to meet the team at one of our local bank locations. First State Bank proudly supports the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. First State Bank at the corner of Windsor and Neal in Champaign. It just seems like everywhere I go, somebody's yelling in my ear. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. And the Illini have 4.6 to go the length of the court. Goody to Frazier. Here is Frazier across the midcourt line. Top of the key, shoots a three, and yes, got sir. it! Yes, he got it! At the buzzer, and Frazier, who's been struggling from the field in the last couple of weeks, buries the three, and after being down 12 earlier in this half, the Illini cut the lead to four. 
finishing senior Trent Frazier gave the Illini a little bit of hope headed into half, knocking down the buzzer beater three to cut the lead to four. The Illini tied it twice in the second half, but never regained the lead after leading by two early. They fall by 15 in the second round to Houston. Fasteners, etc. postgame show back with Mike and Evan and Kathy helping us out on the First State Bank fan line as well as the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, mixed bag on the text line as you would expect. Uh, good season, not great season. People speculating uh, uh, about Curbelo and, and Underwood's next moves. Uh, plenty, of, plenty of thoughts there. As uh, I want to get back to the First State Bank fan line because we've got folks hanging on and, and I don't want to be eating up your minutes so we're gonna go to mark in urbana tony and scott you guys are up next hey mark hey guys i talked to you guys a few times over the season and uh i appreciate you guys uh you know letting us uh, vent or whatever um that's what we do it was uh disappointing of course um it just seemed like the season never got off to a good uh we never hit our peak uh, from the beginning. Kofi out three games and, you know, Cabela getting um, hurt, uh, Trent getting hurt a game or two. Kofi, uh, uh, you know, just everything disjointed. And we never did uh, seem like, you know, just to put everything together. With that being said, it's amazing that, well, maybe not amazing that we won a championship. Um, but it really hurt. That uh, to see that some fans uh, over on social media wants to, um, you know, give uh, uh, Cabello or or Hawkins a hard time to where you know hopefully they don't transfer. Um, I think that this team is, um, you know, we had our our shortcomings. I think that uh, we really miss Io. You know, him being about six five, able to guard some of those. Uh, uh, guys is a little taller, uh, and don't forget that he had games. He had ten rebounds plus mm-hmm. last year. I think that that hurt us. Um, I think that um, the the talent that's coming in are are uh, pretty good. Um, no, we're not a blue blood, but hopefully we'll get to where uh, Underwood could build us like a Baylor. It took Scott Drew a little bit to get that team going. Now look at them. So hopefully we can go ahead rebound from this. It sucks right now, you know, um, but hopefully some of our fans will not get on Twitter and just, you know, say some things that, that's hurtful, stop the hurtful um, thoughts and stuff, and and uh, hopefully we could, uh, we'll bounce back. Um, and hopefully Kofi will come back. If Kofi come back and, and with Rogers and Epps and hopefully Cabela come back, um, we might not, you know, be in contention for winning the championship, but I see us being in that 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 uh, layer level to where we could be competitive uh, and and get back to the tournament. So I'm just gonna listen and hopefully you guys, uh, you know, have a you know a great day, the best you can. <laughs> hey, hey, it's it's always a good day, as you mentioned. Thank you for for calling in and, and your kind words. I still love doing this show. Still love breaking down basketball. 
Um, so so we appreciate everybody that, that chimes in. I think that Baylor, I, I'll have to go back through it, but I think Baylor is a very good comp. Like you said, it took them a long time, and, and Scott Drew had a lot of pros for a number of years, for like a decade now, and he still couldn't get over that hump, and, and it all just kind of came together last year, right? Uh, Mitchell goes off. They knew Butler was good. They had the size. Everything just came together for, for that perfect storm. And, and, and why... You're encouraged. I this year they were missing an IO, and I think they they went and they tried to get a lot of IOs. They were looking at guys that were Grandison size and IO size, those six four to six seven guys, and and they just didn't land them. They ended up landing six foot one Alfonso Plummer, who just you know almost sets the record for most threes and, and, and that sort of thing. This wasn't a perfectly constructed roster. I I think the way that things are going with the Rodgers, with the Melendez, with the Goodies, those are six four to six seven guys that rebound, that play defense, that came in as winners. They know what it takes to win. That culture has been set. That's why I'm just <laughs> they're my team guys. I'm not going to sit here and say that things are, are terrible when they're not. Well, I look at the other side of it too. You mentioned going out and trying to get an IO in, in the portal and, and whatnot. Think about the 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 four men. That, that shows elsewhere. I mean, look at Kevin O'Banner and what he's done at, uh, you know, coming from Oral Roberts, and he's been such a big part of that Texas Tech team. And, and you know, Dawson Garcia, I, I know he, you know, basically wasn't left the team essentially um, with North Carolina, but but he was playing well before that too. And look, like that's the, to me, that's the position. Uh, the, it's in order. It is point guard and it is the four spot because the four spot, if you have a guy that can pick and pop, that's consistent, that can shoot it, uh, that's good on the glass, it's a it's a really, really hard matchup for a lot of teams because a lot of these teams nowadays want to play four guys, four smaller guards, mm-hmm. and um, that's why, like for an Illinois team, that's why those guys are the toughest to guard. That's why EJ Liddell is tough to guard. You know, like that's why Jamison Battle is tough to guard in the league, and uh, that's it's hard. You know, it's really hard because those guys pose a lot of different problems. So. You're hoping that next year you can go and address that as well. I know Coleman Hawkins, you, you want to see him take another step forward. Um, but that's a guy that didn't play for about two months this season. Uh, so, you know, to, to add a little bit of insurance to that position and then obviously address whatever needs to be done at the point guard position, whether it's Corbello coming back with a little bit more of a level head and, uh, you know, a full off season and a, and a full time to train and ramp up and just kind of settle back in who knows i mean i think this is going to be you know last last year was a big off season because you brought kofi back now if that doesn't happen this is a big one like this is this is this is big to address some 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 areas there in the, in the portal so um man I, you know i'll be tuned in for it that's for sure <laughs> Back to the First State Bank fan line we go tony's been hanging on with us thanks for waiting what are your thoughts hey mike evan first of all i I, I, gr- I greatly appreciate this call-in show. I, I had the opportunity to, to listen to most of them this year, called in a few times, and you guys do a great job. And, and, and like the a caller before said, I, I, you guys definitely are not drinking the Kool-Aid, so I don't I, – I believe you guys <laughs> I, I, w- I won't say that I'm, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, but we learned constructive criticism in, like, the third grade. <laughs> All right? There's levels to this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I just just had a few comments, and I'm gonna follow up with a question and and uh, hang up and listen to you guys. Like I said, I, I appreciate uh, appreciate the call-in show. I, I hate that uh, this is the last one. I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. man, I I really had high hopes this team going far, but 
you guys have done a, a great job following the following this game and breaking down the game and and breaking down the game of the team I love and I'm gonna bleed orange and blue forever. I mean, this is disappointing and I, I feel I probably feel the worst for Trent, who's been here for mm-hmm. five years and played so many games for this team and, and, and going out really the last last couple of games in this tournament like he has gone out and I, I hate that for him and gosh I'm gonna I'm gonna miss miss all these guys but hoping Kofi comes back. Um but uh the comments I wanted to make is, you know, shooting thirty four percent having seventeen turnovers you're going to lose a lot of bad teams, let alone mm-hmm. good ones like Houston. <laughs> Houston's a good team. They're they're thirty and five. I mean, I don't care what conference you play in. You won thirty out of thirty five games. You're a good team, and you you shoot like we did, and and you have the turnovers like we did, and the rebounding got better towards the end. I think it ended up being thirty nine, thirty three. Yep. Um, in your favor, but uh, you're going to lose a lot of games. But hoping, hoping, and praying. Coach don't leave. Um, I don't think he will. But people are calling in blaming the coach on this. I mean, coach, I mean, I, I looked at the stats. Coach did not have one turnover. Coach did not have one bad shot. Coach didn't shoot these shots. And, I mean, he's responsible for the play, for the personnel on the team. But all in all, I think Coach Underwood's done a great job. I, I hope he's not even considering leaving. Of course, we've been disappointed before with with, with you know Bill Self a few years back, and you know him deciding to leave, and mm-hmm. I just uh, I, I just I hope the future's bright. And the question I have is, and I'm going to hang up and listen after this and see what you guys have to say. What's the odds Kofi does come back? Because I know, like for the Senior Day festivities, they're given the option. Mm-hmm. He took the Senior Day festivities, which makes me think he might be leaving. I hope he doesn't. I hope he. Hope this leaves a bitter taste in his mouth. He wants to come back and rectify it and have have a monster senior year at Illinois. But I'm gonna hang up, listen to you guys. I'm just kind of kind of curious what you guys think about Kofi's departure. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Uh, as I said, we 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 still love doing this show no matter what. Uh, I I'm at I'm at fifty fifty. Uh, you, like you said, you you go off of what we've seen a, a guy going through senior night, and, and this is after coming back after declaring. You would think he's headed that way. Some people in and out uh, or outside of the program, people that cover the program, have been saying that he's leaning more towards staying. It, it, it could go either way. As Mike said earlier, with the with the NIL, you can make money here, you can make money playing pros, you can go play basketball and not keep going to college or you can keep going to college and you can keep playing basketball and, and it, it's all just depends on on, on what he values and, and what he wants to do most uh, I think he he has done pretty much everything he can do here at Illinois except for maybe make that second weekend if that's what he wants to do maybe he comes back if, if he wants to go and play basketball I wouldn't blame him it's gonna be similar to similar to last year you know it's gonna be going through the process and probably talking to some NBA teams and seeing where he potentially falls on a draft board. And, and, you know, is he going to hear his name called and what all that looks like? He's, you know, he's, I don't think there's going to be a decision tonight. You know, this is going to (laughs) be, this is going to be a process and, um, and good on him for, for treating it that way. Cause I think it's, you want to be in, you want to make informed decisions either way. So, um, but I think everyone's probably in agreement that whatever decision he makes, yeah, he's 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 earned the right to make it. 
A lot of, a lot of thoughts. I'm trying to sort through the, the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, but uh, we'll, we'll go back to the fan line because we, we've still got people on the First State Bank fan line calling in. Scott's been hanging on. He's a, a regular caller. We appreciate him ringing in and, and hanging out. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Hey, guys. I, I want to echo a lot of what the previous caller said. Just appreciate everything you guys do and, and the analysis that you give and, and uh, all of that. Obviously, not the way we wanted this season to end. Um, but, you know, for Rob, the, you know, a couple, like three callers ago, he's talking about drinking Kool-Aid. I'm just going to hang on one second. Uh, that one's for you, <laughs> Rob, because uh, you need to go crack a beer, dude. Um, because... Like, if you think that Underwood is leaving for Manhattan Kansas, and Kansas State, nah, you're crazy. Um, anyway, so obviously not the way we wanted the, the season to end, but, like, the progress that we've made. So let's think about this. Like, five years ago, before Underwood got here, we weren't even sniffing the tournament. Um. You know, obviously the COVID year was, you know, we would have made the tournament, mm-hmm. made the tournament last year. We haven't made the second weekend yet, but won the tournament, won the Big Ten tournament, won the Big Ten championship. Like, the progress that we're making is phenomenal. So, you know, cheers to, to Brad and the, the work that he's done, um, the I feel terrible for Trent and DeMonte haven't, haven't gotten what, what they necessarily want. But, um, I guess the question I have for you guys is what do we know about the the transfer from Baylor? Um, so if, if Kofi leaves, we still obviously have Omar. Um, What's this, what's this transfer from Baylor bring us, and, and how does that change the game, right? So we've been playing high-low with Kofi. Um, how, does, how does it change what we do and, and the approach that we have, and, and are we better off? Like, obviously, the, the, the game with Kofi, love the advantage that he brings, but at the same time, like – he gets hacked every time down the floor five times, um, but doesn't draw the whistle. So anyway, curious to, to get your thoughts there. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I, I get ahead, what you're saying. Ahead. Thanks for calling in, Scott. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so Dane's going to be a guy that is a little bit different. And, and I think there's going to be instances where you can put him in high-low situations. But But here's the thing with Dane is he's so skilled that – if you want to double him, if he's hurting you, and if you want to double him, he can, he can make, he can pass out of it. Um, he can handle the ball a little bit. I mean, there's going to be, it's it's going to be a different look. I've always said with, with Kofi, if there's one thing you know for sure, it's that Kofi absolutely maximizes your floor. He raises your floor because pretty much no matter what, he's going into every game with a with a physical advantage with, to to whatever big man he's playing against. Uh, but yeah, you know, certainly just like. Any, any personnel that you roll out, I mean, look how Brad changed his personnel completely in this, his scheme when Kofi came in. You know, if Kofi is gone, there's going to be a change, and he's not just going to say, hey, let's go put somebody in that Kofi role. 
because there's typically there's probably not going to be another Kofi. No. Um, and if you do find one, then then Underwood's doing something right, right? You know, I mean, like, so <laughs> look, I I think Dane's a guy that, uh, and we'll see. I mean, he didn't play a ton at Baylor, um, so I think your guess can be as good as mine. I just know in watching a little bit of him, uh, he's different. Like, if you are thinking that you are getting another Kofi, that's not who he is. Uh, but he can offer other things, and you can probably even play a little bit more five out. With a guy like that, I mean, look at uh, you know, look at St. Peter's for example. If anybody's watched St. Peter's, they they just play five out, they spread you out, they cut, they backdoor, um, and that was kind of more of a staple of when Brad came in. So, you know, you obviously have to change things up to to put it around your your big fellow like they have the past couple of years. But uh, like he does every year, he's going to find a way to adjust and mold it around his his personnel. So, um, yeah, I, you're not getting another Kofi, but but certainly he's he's a good player, man. There's there's only a a Kofi about what every one every thirty, 30 years thirty years <laughs> thirty years yeah Jack right. Kofi whoever um, comes next yeah yeah and somebody I I forget which caller it was was talking about the transfer portal and and finding another IO you're not going to find an All American in the transfer portal I I don't think right like the best you can hope for is a, a complimentary player that's going to fit your system and and be able to i mean uh plumber was a great example this year right like he he came in and shot lights out but you're not you're not going to find an io in the transfer portal yeah i agree i i think the the caller that brought up a a point guard if you're going to do anything something that michigan's done for a couple years with varying success um, you can go find a veteran point guard that can run your second group that can that can settle things down. You've got to you've got to recruit IOs and, and bringing in IOs yep. is what gets Illinois over that hump over this first weekend into the second weekend is the more IOs that you can bring in as freshmen that you can sell on the IO dream. That's that's what's going to move Illinois up. Yeah. Hey guys, appreciate you guys. Um, Looking forward to, you know, with the, the optimism for, for next year, we'll just keep it going. And and uh, obviously not what we how we wanted the season to end, but anytime you don't end it with a uh, natty, uh, it's not what you want. But Six, anyway, 67 teams lose. <laughs> That's yep. right. That's right. Yeah. Great call. And, and great call too, Scott. The, the other thing that I'll say, too, is, you know, you talk about Trent DeMonte and say, Man, I hate how it ended for them. Kind of ends like this for a lot of people. Not everybody, not everybody can be Carson Edwards scoring forty six against Virginia and getting knocked out by a buzzer beater and having that, you know, the the I guess the the beauty of hey, I played well and you know, and, and we ended up unfortunately losing. It typically coincides, especially for a guy like Trent and, and these guys that mean a ton to this team. Look at Lucas Williamson. We talk about Loyola every now and then. I mean, he was. He had probably his worst game of his loyal career, mm-hmm. uh, and it bounced them from the tournament. So it's hard, man. It's hard. It's really tough to end your career on a high note unless you're cutting down the nets. Yeah, they only crown one champion a year. Back to the First State Bank fan line before we name our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment. Rich is ringing in Rand Tool. Hey, Rich. Hey. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you have thoughts on today's game? Today's game, not as much as the season. Okay, what, what are your thoughts on the year? We have 
we've got a lot more talent than some of these people are giving us credit for. But I think if Kofi leaves, Underwood better go with him. Because apparently that's the only offense he can come up with is throw the ball in, play in and out, which is not a bad idea. Kofi couldn't quite get it figured out, but he did have good games. Yeah, I, I think going back to, to Scott's call in, in, in a conversation that I've had, and, and I didn't want to have it until the season's over, when you have a Kofi, you've got to design it around a Kofi. But I, I think when Kofi's gone, they'll they'll figure out a different way to do it without Kofi. Um, well, he hasn't done it before. Why would make you think he can do it now? Will they let him hire an offensive coordinator? That's what we need. They play good defense, and the scheme is solid. But we need help toward the end of the game especially. You can't call a timeout, spend half of it cussing out somebody for making a mistake, and then... We go back on the floor, nothing's changed. We don't do anything different. Well, I'm not... We're very slow to make any adjustment. We can't let one guy like that guy go off on us and beat us. One guy can't beat you. You've got to do something. Yeah, I'm not going to act like I know what's said in those timeouts, but... um... Yeah, the guards had to step up today. Uh, that, that's a, I saw a tweet about it. The, this team didn't have that guy all year. You were looking for that guy that could step up in these moments. Moore stepped up today for Houston. Shed stepped up for Houston. Illinois didn't have that guard that could step up. So those are just some of my thoughts. Um, let's name our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment. Brought to you by Pekin Insurance. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with Pekin Insurance. Visit PekinInsurance.com or contact a Pekin Insurance agent to start defending your assets. I'd probably say my beyond-the-expected play was the freshmen. They, they didn't yeah. play at all in, in Game 1. And, and as I said early on, they, they were about the only guys outside of Kofi that looked like they belong and, and felt comfortable. And they came in and they provided a spark in both the first and the second half. And uh, it, it wasn't enough, but you, you liked what you saw out of the freshmen. For sure. I, you know, it wasn't like they got their feet wet in a 20-point win against Chattanooga. You're getting thrown in. And both of them haven't played a ton lately, but you're getting thrown in in the NCAA tournament. And to perform like that, you know, you know, especially the you know, Goody's three was huge early on. You know, I felt like they couldn't get any offense going, and he's able to hit that three. I know he hit another one, the half two, and then and then Melendez too. I think the one thing you can look at with Melendez is, I mean, that dude's a basketball player. <laughs> he's a bat. He just is in every sense of the word. I mean, he moves like a basketball player. He jumps like a basketball player. He dribbles like a basketball player. It's just you know, he is he's a basketball player, and I think you know, moving forward, like I said, you can you can certainly build on this, but. Uh, beyond the expected, for sure, when you get 39 minutes out of those guys who didn't play at all the game before, and for them to perform the way they did, 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, uh, you know, both shot it well. I know Goody was two for five from three. Uh, it's about all you could ask for. I mean, that's absolutely all you could ask for. You can't ask for much more from from those two. So, absolutely, in agreement there. I think it was a, a stretch where they scored all the points in a row. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, there was a, a segment there towards the end of the first half. Goody hits a three. Melendez with the layup. Goody with another three. They got our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Bounce pass for three. Got it. Thank you. There you go. The freshman let it fly, and Goody 
Reed buries the three. Melendez with a drive and a layup and an and one at the other end. And the freshman who did not appear in the game the other night stirring the sauce a little bit here. Frazier dumped down out top to Goody for three. And the freshman is two for two. There you go, baby. Goody with a big smile on his face. Buries the three out top. So there's some highlights from the first half. Illinois cut it to four before half, but they end up falling by 15. Season is over for the Big Ten regular season champs. Illinois fighting Illini basketball team. Still got time. We got callers hanging on. Plenty of texts to read on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Life is to be enjoyed. You shouldn't have to spend a minute worrying about your insurance coverage. Your independent peak and insurance agent has you covered with auto, home, business, and life insurance. They also offer RV and motorcycle coverage, high-risk auto policies, identity theft resolution services, water and sewer line breakage coverage, and more. To request a quote, visit PeakinInsurance.com or call your local independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Belltone understands visiting your hearing care professional might not be a priority, but untreated hearing loss can mean missing out on all the thrills and excitement of your favorite fighting Illini teams. Your friends at Belltone Hearing Care Centers don't want you to miss out on the things you love most. That's why they're offering free hearing evaluations, and for a limited time, receive $1,000 off a top-of-the-line Belltone Imagine Hearing System. Schedule a free hearing screening by calling your Champaign Belltone Hearing Center today at 217-359-3331 or go online to belltone.com. This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. It's time for you to get your game face on. Enjoy the game. Go Illini. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Guys, we miss Jacob Grandison. Jacob Grandison's our maestro. And Jacob makes everything go for us on the offensive end from his position. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not only do we miss his shooting, um, we miss his passing. He's an elite passer. I mean, look at his assist totals and look at those passes and where they go. Most of them go to Kofi. Um, you know, we, we miss that. And then his versatility because he can play multiple spots. So, you know, it, it's been juggling, you know, you know, and Luke and RJ were terrific. And you see the future. You see RJ's just talent and his spontaneity and being able to go uh, to go make a play. You see RJ or, or Luke's ability to go jump up and make shots. And um, and and um, but yeah, you know, you're fighting it. I mean, you know, they they didn't guard Coleman. Uh, they let him shoot it, and um, you know that's an area where he's got a he's he's a really good shooter, but he's got to believe in that. And uh, you know, all of a sudden Luke jumps up and starts hitting him. You got to play him, and so it's uh, we miss Coleman on the defensive side, and and um, you know we we needed our, and we need Luke on the offensive side. So yeah, it was a juggling match all night, and and uh, but um, again, you know that's that shows how much we miss Jake. Just a little long-winded here on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show, wrapping up the end of the season for the Illini after they lose to Houston in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Mike Latulip, Evan Kahn with you here on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Kathy Reiser helping out behind the scenes as well, and Ed Bond always helping out as well. He reports that the team will be back around 7 this evening. I know Illini fans 
sometimes like to go out to Willard and, and greet the returning players. And, and after winning a Big Ten regular season title, um, winning 23 games, not the ending that we wanted. A lot of disappointed folks here, and rightfully so, after Illinois bows out in the second round of the NCAA tournament. But it is not the end of the world. The sun is still up, actually. I thought it was going to get warmer today. It didn't get very warm, but it looks nice out there. And, and, and it's going to get nicer, and, and, and the world's going to keep on turning, and we, we love that. Okay, I, I just can't keep up with the fan line, and that's a good thing. We, we like you guys calling in, and, and we hope that, that we give you an outlet to venture frustrations or your thoughts or, or get questions answered. So thank you for ringing in on the First State Bank fan line. Dave's been hanging on in Champaign. Hey, Dave. Oh, we lost Dave there. So we will go to Bob. Bob's down in Decatur. Hey, Bob. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing all right. How are you? Okay. I I just want to first say appreciate your your show. I I listen to you to you after every game. I I don't call in very often, but I always listen to you and appreciate your call your show. Thank you much. And uh, the the only thing I hate about the hate about it are the boo birds that call in. <laughs> uh, uh, Especially the ones that call in, even when Illinois wins, they'll call in and have all kinds of, of find all kinds of fault and so forth and so on. And uh, they always want to fire the coach. You know, that's the that's the thing they want. Everybody, like Boo Birds, want to fire the coach. So I, that's my only only thing I don't like about these call-ins. But uh, I do appreciate uh, listening and you getting all your comments and so forth. I have a couple of questions. Uh, what happened, uh, 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 Grandison? Did he, did he play at all today, or or not? Or what? Or why? And why not? Four four minutes, and I, as we said after Friday, I was honestly kind of surprised that they played him and they put him in there for four minutes, and I still don't think he's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He he played a little bit Friday, didn't he? He, is that he played like nine minutes Friday. Okay, nine minutes. Uh-huh. But he he just not recovered from his from his injury. Is that nope. right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Then on 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 uh, uh, Curbelo, I know you've talked about this before. I re- realize that, but uh, uh, what what happened before before the game that seemed to evidently something happened before the game that got, got things messed up? What do you know? What happened before the game with Carbello? We have a, a text that that kind of and Brad touched on it a little bit. I, I'm still kind of confused. Apparently, there was just some kind of disagreement between Corbello and a ref before the game, and, and then there was a, a foul call there in the first half, and, and then we we never saw him again. I don't know if you've seen anything, Mike. I have no idea. I, I have no clue what happened before the game. My my other comment about about Corbello, you 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 recall after the last game after. After the Chattanooga game, I, I remember you guys made the comment that uh, we probably wouldn't have won that game without Cabrello, and that's uh, why so I wondered why he didn't play more today. Uh, I know I know you have to take the good with the bad. I know he makes mistakes and and sometimes he takes crazy shots and all that kind of thing. But uh, you know, but he does a lot of good things too. And so I'm just a little bit surprised that they didn't didn't play him more in the second half, or didn't I guess he didn't play at all in the second half. But no. uh, I kept sitting there and watching the game. I said, "Where's Where's Cabello? Where's Cabello?" Yeah, I thought there was more good than bad on Friday. That's why you got the minutes today. There was more bad than good, and and, and you had guys like Goody and Melendez who were playing well. So uh, they they got the and minutes. Think, yeah, and I think the two with Plummer, you know, the way that they were doubling Kofi in the post, you just you kind of had to err on the side of shooting. I think today, uh, I, I know he mm-hmm. I know he threw up a few early. 
but you have to rely on on shooting. And so it's going to be Plummer, it's going to be Goody, it's going to be Melendez, it's going to be Trent, and then you want to have Kofi in there too. So um, not a lot of minutes for to go around. But yeah, uh, and look, they weren't pressing, and it's not you know I get they were in the passing lanes and and they're a good defensive team. But the, when they're trapping Kofi, you got to have shooters out there. So I think that's that that may have played into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of Kofi, by the way, that and as I know a lot of the other callers have mentioned too, that he just gets beat up every game, and it's it's a shame to me that the officials don't recognize that and and call more fouls, because every every time he gets the ball, he's he's surrounded by two or three guys, and they just beat on him and hang on him and everything else, and and sometimes they call a foul on on Kofi. It's just that is so frustrating to me. Yeah, he finally he finally got a, a flagrant one on somebody against him here today after getting cracked in the head on Friday, and oh, that's just a common foul. He, he's he's without a doubt one of one of the hardest people to officiate. He gets mauled all the time, and oh, and it's that balance between you want some flow to the game, but you also want to call the game how it is. Uh, he's he's a tough guy. He, he's a tough guy to to officiate uh, and incorporate without uh, you know things going bad. And I credit. Kofi for for just keeping his cool the last three years. Oh, I, I agree with that completely. Yeah, I, I agree because he he takes a lot of beating and he he keeps pretty calm with it. <laughs> you know, you you seem like he very seldom gets you know gets too excited or upset or anything. So give him credit for that that he he takes the beating and keeps on going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. We appreciate I really appreciate your show and enjoy listening to you and uh, uh, good luck for the Illini next year and hope we can. Keep this thing going. We've had three good years. You know, we would have gone to the tournament in 2020 if they hadn't canceled it, and then uh, we went last year. You know, this and this this uh, this loss today it doesn't feel the same as it did last year to uh, 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 Loyola. Oh, I, I, I was just sick after that game. I just absolutely, I was just absolutely sick after that uh, Loyola game. But you know, I'm I'm disappointed today, of course, but I I don't feel the same as I did last year. I agree. As I said off the top, I, you know, here here you go for for the the Kool Aid fans. I I think Houston's the better team. I think they've got more pros. I think they've got the experience. I I don't have it in front of me, but I think they've made the second weekend three out of the last five years or four out in of the, the last final four. They, they were the they were just year. in the final four last year. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, as much as we we hate him and he's sleazy, he's a he's a really good basketball coach and, and and they're they're the better program as we stand right now yep. and I don't think that's how it was uh, against Loyola I, I think it is where I'm getting at as well well and I, I guess there were, maybe there are higher higher expectations last year too since we were a number one seed yeah and you know and this year we're, we're a four seed so it maybe people don't expect quite as quite as much but I, I it, it just I have a different feeling I'm very disappointed that they lost but I don't. I don't feel as sick as I did, I did last year. Well, let's, let's hope he, hope Kofi comes back and go Illini. Yeah, go Illini. Thanks for the call, Bob. Okay. Appreciate it. And, and and to his point, man, we, I I I like I like the good callers. I like the bad callers. We 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 enjoy all your takes. This isn't unique to Illinois' fan base. I can't imagine what the Hawkeyes post game show was like after that first round loss the other day. I mean, everybody's got them. Kentucky. Em. How about or Kentucky? Kentucky, yeah. Coach Cal, wh- what have you done for me lately? He's got a national championship. I saw a lot of that with Coach Cal. And, too, like, and here's the other thing I'll say, too. I know we've had a couple callers that have talked about the second-round exit you know, multiple years in a row. And 
how you know Underwood is graded on that. I think it all comes down to you know what do you what do you look at as success for a season? That's a genuine question because I think everybody looks at it differently. I mean, is it is it going to an elite eight? Uh, you know, would you rather go to an elite eight or you know and finish fifth in the Big Ten, or would you rather win the Big Ten and lose in the second in the second game? Like, I think everyone has a different opinion on that type of thing, um, and it's really hard. It's hard for a team to kind of string all of that together some do uh but man i i just I, i've always been a, of the mindset that you know big 10 regular season can typically determine your success for the season but it's always the last thing that you see right mm-hmm. <laughs> is that is the ncaa tournament so um man I, I mean i bet you there are plenty of ucla fans last year that all season were complaining and croning this croning that and we're underachieving we had these guys and then they they get into the playing game and then go to a final four <laughs> And I'm sure he was the man after that. So it's just, it's, it really is. It is a, what have you done for me lately type of world. Sports are, are a crazy business and, and we love all of it. Um, we're going to take a, another break here on the Fast Versus Sarah post game show. First State Bank, First State Bank fan line has kind of dried up. We've had a lot of callers. We've got a lot of texts that we've kind of touched on a, a number of the questions. But I'm going to scroll through here, see if there's a, some more topics. We'll get our keys to the game, and we will wrap the final Fasteners, etc. postgame show of the year. Running out of time. Get in your thoughts. Rescue workers face death every day. And far too often, their families lose them while they're helping you on the road. When you see emergency lights flashing, you must slow down and move over to the far lane. That includes red, blue, and orange lights. If you hit someone on the road, you'll be charged with a felony. That means jail time. Help us keep our families safe when we're out helping yours. When the lights are flashing, use caution passing. Let's all go home safe tonight. Brought to you by Tapman's Towing. How well do you know your insurance company? Uh, well, I know I pay each month, and I'm covered. Okay. Are you sure you have the best rates? Do you have the right coverage for your needs? Are you paying for things you don't need? Well, I haven't actually talked to my agent. I I just assumed... Talk to a real person. Talk to someone local and see the difference. Myers Insurance Group is local and independent, and we're always here to talk. You are not a number. Your family, Myers Insurance Group. We work for you. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. With the longest drive-up hours in the area, it is Simply Better Banking at employee-owned First State Bank. Stop by today to meet the team at one of our local bank locations. First State Bank proudly supports the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. First State Bank at the corner of Windsor and Neal in Champaign. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. I don't think that's Brad. No, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397, or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217 351 5357. Left side Melendez with four, with three in the corner. Plummer for three. It is up and it's yes, gone. Sir. Yes, sir, baby. Plummer with a three, and we're tied at 40. 
It was a big three by Alfonso Plummer in the second half, tied it up at 40, and that was the last time it was tied. Houston went on to a 28-13 run, I guess you could say. Um, really, it was the, the run by Shed and, and the line. I tried to get a little bit of momentum back, but then R.J. Melendez gets a technical foul called on him. Really, that was the theme of the game. Illinois just could never get the momentum going in this loss in the second round to Houston. Fasteners is there a post-game show here with Evan and Mike. And that, yeah, we've got some text on that. It was like Illinois would force a turnover, and they get it at the other end, and then they turn it over themselves. Or we couldn't get the ball inbounds. I think I saw seven turnovers on inbounds alone. Um, that's that's super frustrating. Anytime Illinois was right there, could take the lead, could could get the momentum back, they, they shot themselves in the foot. They get a defensive stop, but they give up the offensive rebound, and then they, they score on the second chance. It was just Houston Houston made all, all the extra plays to, to hold on to things, and, and Illinois just couldn't get over the hump. Right, getting over that hump. I, I thought, you know, all I was saying when I was sitting there was just, just, just get a lead, just even if it's one point, because it's just a different type of psychology for the team that you're playing against when, when they're on the offensive end. I thought... Houston the entire night played like they had the wind at their back offensively. Yep. And, and part of that's because their defense, they had a, such a solid defense that it, it, it put a little bit of less pressure on their offense. And that's, you know, that's, it was the, it was the inverse for Illinois, you know, Illinois defense, uh, you know, kept them in the game, but uh, gosh, like the, the inbound passes. And this is the way you have to look at it when you're talking about a team like Houston on an inbounds, you can abandon all defensive principles. You can face guard, and you can shadow your player because the guy that's taking the ball can't dribble, mm. you know, and can't 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 attack, can't get into the paint. So that's where a team like Houston thrives. And I'd have to go look into it, but I, I bet they've made teams' lives living hell out of inbounds plays this year. They're so long, they're so quick. Uh, so just finding ways to do do your work early and set up your cuts and get into guys, and it's much 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 easier said than done. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't leave seven possessions out there off inbounds passes and I know a couple of them turned into pick sixes um yeah plenty, plenty of text just kind of a, a, along those lines we've got folks that that are, are content with the progress the program is making some people who who think that this this is as good as it's gonna get and they'll maybe never get over that hump um it's been a while it's been since 2000. Five that that Illinois made it into that second weekend, but uh, I I haven't lost hope yet. Looks like uh, we've got somebody coming in. Let's let's just name our keys to the game while we wait. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign Urbana community. It's Hickory Point Bank invested and brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse for real Texas barbecue. It's Hickory River Smokehouse. Dine in, drive through, pick up, order online at hickoryriver.com. I kind of. Touched on, on my keys right there. Uh, Mike, what were your keys in, in this Houston win over Illinois? Yeah, I think the offensively it was the turnovers and it was the it was the outside shooting. You know, I think when you get 25 attempts, and there were a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. I know there were some contested, but there for the, you know, by and large, there were a lot of really good looks. And you just don't convert. Uh, you know, you get beat on the glass, you give up 15 offensive rebounds. Uh, those were the keys for me. Um, you know, so a mix of it. The 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 turnovers the three-point shooting, the offensive rebounds, and then to me, just you know, shed at the end of the game, 
or really just down the stretch, how comfortable he felt coming off those ball screens and, and jumping right up into those those fifteen to seventeen footers. That was kind of kind of ended up being the game. Yeah, those those are, are the big ones. You look at it right away. It's second chance points. It's it's points off of turnovers. I, I would say something that that a caller brought up, and, and I noticed it right away on the the first two possessions. Houston had guys who were ready to step up and be about the moment. Illinois, first couple possessions, you get guys that get good open looks on the perimeter and they just pass it. It's like you, you want to make the extra pass sometimes, but guys have got to be ready to just shoot and be the guy in that moment because it's set up for you. And if you're afraid of that moment, if you're passing out of that moment, you, you might not get a shot like that, and I don't think the Illini got those shots when they gave those up today. And Houston, Shed, and more, they took the ball, and they said, we're going to score, and that's what they did. And I'll say this, too. Houston is, I, I believe, by the numbers, they're a 34% three-point shooting team, 33 34%, and they've won 30 games this year, right, or 31 games this year. That's not... And they shoot like 66% from the free throw line. (laughs) Right, 66, 332nd in the country from the free throw line. So what they do and how they win games, that's with their effort, that's that's on the glass, and that is something that you can bring to every single game, and it can give you a chance to win. Illinois this year, look at that torrid stretch that they went on in December and January, and if you you can basically immediately link that to how they were shooting from three. And it's no surprise that when you come into the tournament, you're a team that I know you have Kofi and I know there's an advantage there. If you are a team that says, hey, I hope we make threes tonight because it's going to give us the best chance to win. You are rolling the dice in this tournament. And that's kind of what ended up happening. I mean, you weren't about to go six for 25 against Houston and win that game. So uh, it's amazing seeing the contrast in styles. There's not just one way to win a basketball game. There's not one way to be a successful program. Uh, you know, so so I think that's that's kind of what you have to look at. It's amazing watching a team like that, and and I know people don't like Kelvin Sampson, but geez, he gets those guys, he gets those guys, brings those those types of guys in, long, athletic, play hard, nasty, and and look, it works for them. They they you know they win championships. They went to a Final Four last year. It's it's pretty incredible. I think that's that's my favorite part about college basketball in this NCAA tournament is there's 68 teams and there's about 60 different styles of play. Everybody's kind of got got their own thing and, and and Houston's got it figured out. They're on to the Sweet 16. Illinois headed home after falling 68-53. Those are our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse and Hickory Point Bank. William, we've got you right after this break on the First State Bank fan line, getting close to the end of the last Fasteners at Sarah Post Game Show for the year. Hello, this is Mitch Wilson, Vice President of Mortgage Lending at Hickory Point Bank. Make your dream of homeownership a reality with Hickory Point Bank. Our experienced team of mortgage lenders will provide assistance every step of the way. We offer a full range of mortgage loan options for first-time homebuyers, including FHA and VA loans, as well as down payment assistance programs. Stop by, call, or visit us online at hickorypointbank.com for your mortgage loan. All loans subject to credit approval. See lender for details. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
There's nothing better than real Texas barbecue and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice blend and infused with real hickory smoke for a juicy award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides and it's a meal. Open for drive through takeout, dine-in, and caterings. And don't forget, you can skip the drive through line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations, Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria. Hey Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! I mean, they're going to hang a banner, we're going to get a ring, and it's a Big Ten championship. We happen to have fewer points than our opponent today, and that happens. And um, we didn't play very well, we didn't shoot it very well. We played well enough. We didn't shoot it very well. I mean, you look at our two games here, and and we just, I mean, we, we just shot it. We've shot it terrible. Uh, Jacob was a big part of that reason. He makes us flow. Uh, Trent having pink eye. Um, what Trent said, the the the. I've been through things. I've been more th- been through more things this year with this team than I have my entire career put together. And that's 35 years. That's going back to be a junior college coach. The stuff that we have dealt with and the uh, not practicing at Christmas break when you get teams gritty and tough and want to fight and 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 uh, and not practicing. Um, you know, we're probably 20 practices light of what we were last year um, and, and at big times and, and without players in any constant flow. And, and so... Um, and on one hand, I'm disappointed, and on one hand, I'm just ecstatic as heck that we got a group to stay together, we stay connected, and be able to win a Big Ten championship. And unfortunately, we had a couple things, a couple injuries, and and Trent played through it. And Jacob Jacob's shoulder was was pretty severe, and and he tried, but. Um, you know, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way and you don't get the breaks that you need. Last year, we were, we were, we were blessed. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we got to be better and, and uh, in this game. And we'll continue, you know, like I said, the only thing I know to do is keep getting back here. Keep getting back here. And, you know, you've got, you've got to have matchups. You've got to have good team and doggone it. Uh, today wasn't our day. Can you hear it there in Brad Underwood's voice? Just a a disappointing end to the season. Not a terrible year. Pretty pretty good when when you never click and you still win the Big Ten in 23 games. But uh, expectations are higher. And they're going to keep rising as Illinois keeps getting back to the NCAA tournament and, and, and you bring in regular season titles. You want more and more. Didn't get more today as Illinois loses in the second round to Houston. Fasteners at Sarah Post Game Show here with Evan and Mike. Kathy helping out with everything, tracking flights, tracking texts and calls as well. Everybody doing their part here as we wrap up Illinois' season. Will's been hanging on on the First State Bank fan line. Appreciate that. What are your thoughts on the game and the season, Will? I need for you guys to answer. Um, a couple of things for me. Actually, just one, but one of it is just an observation. Um, the center that plays for Kentucky, um, some say he may be the number one draft pick coming out, 
but isn't he a transfer? Yeah, he came from Kentucky, or from West Virginia to Kentucky, sorry. Exactly, and I believe Lauren Tate was talking about this last week or the week before. There were discussions concerning if Kofi was not to return or to return um, based upon the decision of that center coming to Kentucky. Lawrence said he knew about this and he had some news concerning this information. And he shared it a couple of weeks ago. So there were some things in the works based upon would Kofi come back to Illinois. That decision had to be made after knowing what was the situation with that particular player um, coming to Kentucky. Number two, I believe that the the center that Eleanor got from Baylor, mm-hmm. the thing that he has that Eleanor players or any of the coaches has is the NCAA championship ring. <laughs> and I think because of that and his tr- being a part of that team and going through all the um, – practicing on all of that, all the games. I think he's going to bring that experience. But the thing that he that sticks out is that he has an NCAA championship ring that none of the coaches or the players have. And that experience is going to play big dividends. Yeah, that's a that's a great observation. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Will. Um that's a that's a great observation. I, I asked D on that earlier this year, um when it felt like Illinois was clicking and they were figuring it out right before Curbelo came back, they, they just kind of had it going. And I, and I wondered why, because the freshmen started to play at that time. And it's like, how are they able to just fit in and, and, and step up and like they did today? And it's that point that, that Dion said, and it makes sense, is Brad has brought in winners. Guys that want to win. Dane Danger doesn't leave Baylor to come here to to make NIL money. No, he probably went somewhere that he could play and he could win because he's got that taste of winning in his mouth. And, and yeah, I, I think that is going to be huge um, for for him coming in. He, he'll be ready to play even even if he wasn't a huge part of that Baylor team. He he knows what success is, and, and that's what that's what I think he'll he'll want to have here at Illinois. So that's. That's a great call there by William. A um, couple texts here. Somebody wondering about moving up the Big Ten tournament. That's a tradition as old as the Masters, I think, the Big Ten tournament wrapping up right before Selection Sunday. So I don't know if that's going to happen. And back to his point earlier, I'm pretty sure Shibway transferred to Kentucky in the middle of last season. I don't think it was after this season. And the big was Kofi going to transfer? Was he not going to transfer? I don't know. I, I I think he was testing the waters, and he realized his best situation was back at, at Illinois, um, and, and that's just kind of how that thing played out. Played out. But but Shibway was a, a guy that Cal really wanted from West Virginia. That's the story. You can go find the the clip of Bob Huggins. He, he pretty much said you or inferred that that. Coaches are, are working in the background sometimes to get players. Sheboy was having success at West Virginia, and he ended up at, at Kentucky. And that can that can happen for for anybody. Um, so it's it's a, a weird world that we live in. Um, so yeah, those are those are some of the thoughts. We're we're wrapping up here on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show for the year. Um, I'll do one last scroll through the text line. If you want to ring in on the First State Bank fan line, you can. Uh, we got a, a question looking ahead, and that's what we'll do here when we come back, and, and then we'll wrap. 
So does your responsibility to protect them, even if you're suddenly absent. Pekin Life Insurance Company offers a transitional life insurance policy that provides a high-level life insurance benefit during the years you need it the most and ends with a guaranteed paid-up policy that will be there for the rest of your life. Learn more at PekinInsurance.com or call your local independent Pekin Insurance agent about flexible and affordable life insurance today. The Illini are number one in the Big Ten and Express Employment is number one in light industrial for back-to-back years. If you think that's all we do, think again. We recruit skilled professionals, welders, mechanics, drivers, as well as office staff, from receptionists to managers. Now hiring? See what Express can do for you. Call us at 217-355-8500 or visit us at expresspros.com slash champagneil. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. Endless opportunities are waiting on you. Open a new account or loan application online at bankprospect.com. Prospect Bank, the opportunity bank. Member FDIC. Bounce pass for three. When the Illini have 4.6 to go the length of the court. Goody to Frazier. Here is Frazier across the midcourt line. Top of the key, shoots a three and got it. He got it. At the buzzer and Frazier from the field in the last couple of weeks buries the three and after being down 12 earlier in this half the Illini cut the lead to four jump pass threw it away off the hands of his intended receiver Edwards fast break to Melendez who hammers it in and then he hangs on the rim oh my goodness they give him a technical Brad Underwood is beside himself he really didn't hang on that long did he did he really hang on that long? Oh, my gosh. Selfishly, I wanted to play one more Trent Frazier highlight before we officially send off his career in the Orange and Blue Uni. And then the controversial play, huge steal and dunk by Melendez. 1,000% should not have been a technical foul, but it was. Did it change the momentum? I don't know. Illinois loses. Their season ends 23-10 overall, 15-5 in the Big Ten. Co-Big Ten regular season champs a year after winning the Big Ten tournament, arguably winning the the regular season title that year as well. Um, But they they come up short here in the second round to Houston. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Last one of the year, Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip with you. Kathy Reiser's been helping out behind the scenes tonight and all season. We thank her and, and Dave Leak and Scott Beatty, who's with baseball and, and going back. We, we had a text to who was naming everybody. You know, uh, Brian helps out. Dion, Doug, going back to football season, Michael Martin. Um, and of course, everybody that, that calls and texts in, you guys are the ones who make the show, as the caller said, you know, good, bad, and ugly. We want to hear what you guys' thoughts are. That's why we have this program. So we thank you guys for hanging out with us all season long as we can officially start to, to look to 22-23. We, we had a, a texter here asking, and it was Mitch, asking, 
what the keys to a great Illinois season in 22-23 is. And uh, I, I guess I'll ask you first, Mike, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's just continuing to build on uh, you know, the foundation that you've laid here over the last few years. And I think a lot of that starts in that locker room. You know, you're missing Trent, you're missing DeMonte, so who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy that leads, not only just vocally, but by example? I know there's there's different ways for everybody to lead, and and who's that going to be? And now if Kofi leaves too, you know, there's gonna be, that's going to be the department that I think you have to fill the most. Um, you know, so uh, that for sure. And then another key is just finding some continuity. I know this year was a little bit tumultuous in the way that there were injuries and, you know, COVID, you know, hopefully next year we won't have to worry about any pauses or anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it all starts with the locker room. I, I think what has propelled this team over the last couple of years has been that leadership has been guys that understand that it is about the collective. It's about the team. And, um, and that's what you have to see, you know, Hey, are we going to have guys that step up and, and look, you, you got Goody possesses that, you know, Melendez, I think, possesses that as well. You know, but can you bring in other guys? Even if you go address some needs in the portal, can you bring in you know, high character guys that that want to buy in? Whether it's for a year or two or three, uh, that's going to be of the utmost importance. And that's really what the staff tends to address in recruiting is, like you said, going out and getting winners and and going out and getting leaders. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be no shortage of that this off season. Yeah, this this really feels like we're we're turning the page on this chapter uh, of Illinois basketball. The, this section with Trent and Demonte and, and Brad coming in, it, it was getting Illinois back on the map, and, and they've done that. Illinois has been in the NCAA tournament; should have been three years in a row. They've won a game two years in a row. Uh, you know, there there's 32 teams this year that would have liked to have won at least one game that they did not. So. You're there. You're you're back. You're back to being relevant. Now it's now it's that next step, and I think that's it because there are so many veterans leaving this team. It's that next crop. It's like, will we? Can we take this to the next level? They they know they've got that taste, and it's on them to to be those young leaders because I, I don't have it in front of me, but Kofi and Bosman's Verdonk and Payne. Are, are those your seniors coming back if they all come back? I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of young guys who haven't been relied on. And, and and I think because they have recruited winners, they're they're getting bigger guys. Goody's going to get physically bigger. I, I think Melendez is going to get physically bigger. These guys are going to be built for the Big Ten and, and, and taking that step, being ready for that moment. Um, I, I think that's that's the key because they're, they're, they're going to count on, on a lot of guys who haven't done it. And it's to get that sustained success like they've had over the years. It's the old saying of, of, Hey, what got you there won't get you there. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just continuing to convince yourself that, you know, the job isn't done. And we, you know, won a big 10 regular season this year. And and that doesn't give you, you know, doesn't, that shouldn't make you sit back and say, yeah, we'll we'll take it easy next year because we won one last year. Like, let's go get another one. Right. You know, let's go, you know, I I know we haven't advanced past the first weekend, the past, you know, since 2005, you know, you have to have that mentality where if we get there again, that's just that's not happening, and that shouldn't cripple you. You know, that shouldn't make you feel like you're you're tight or that hey, this you know, hey, we might not do it now, and you know, now I'm not going to make as many shots or not as you know, be as decisive with the ball. You know, you just have to, you know, rest. I, I guess kind of fall back on on all those things that 
they got you there. And that's just, you know, playing hard. It's playing together. And uh, I know there wasn't a ton of continuity this year just for all the things that happened. But um, that stuff is always non-negotiable. <laughs> and and having guys come in and, and embody that, that's that's what continues to sustain success, success in the program, not just saying – yeah, we do this because Trent's always in our ear about it. Or we do it because DeMonte's always in our ear about it. Okay, now what? They're gone. Um, who, who's going to step up? That's going to be the huge, huge, huge question moving forward. A uh, couple couple texts to, to just answer questions here. Dane Danger was a red shirt. He was red shirting on that Baylor team that won the national championship. Played a couple, three games, I think, this year. Now he's yep. technically red-shirting again, and, and he'll be a freshman once again for the Illini uh, coming up. Uh, somebody wanting a Wondering about Jaden Epps um, as a, a combo guard. I, I think he is. He's going to be a, a lead kind of guard, but he's going to be able to shoot it, and he's going to be able to d- distribute it. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to that kid. Um, him, Rogers, really, th- this next class, as much as everybody likes RJ and Luke and, and Brandon, I, I think this next class is going to be arguably equally, if not better, than, than that crop. Um, so exciting times are ahead. Well, I think, and this is the last thing I'll say, too, is that when you recruit, you, you can't recruit just thinking, hey, we have these guys in our starting lineup and this is, you know, the other two guys off the bench. So we don't need a, you know, we don't need a point guard and we don't need a shooting guard because this guy does this and we don't injuries happen, illnesses happen, guys go down, guys transfer. You have to continue to to build depth at each spot. Because those are the teams that continue to make it really far. Because when things happen during the season and when Someone goes down with an injury. You need to have guys that you can just reload at that position too. And I think this team set up well to do that because they do have a good culture of, hey, you know, Coleman Hawkins, you didn't play during the year, and then when it was your moment against Iowa, you know, you kind of emerged. And and that's credit to a guy like Brad Underwood as a coach, where he was right to not play him during the Big Ten season. He wasn't very good, and you know, he stuck with it. And I think guys that don't believe in the system and don't believe in the locker room and don't believe in the culture, he's not reemerging like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a, that's, you know, that should be something that's a feather in your cap as a program that no matter what decisions are made, you know, they're typically with the team's best interest in mind and with the player's best interest in mind. So trust that and, and understand that no matter what happens, it's going to be about those pillars that we have, uh, you know, as a, as a program. So uh, the foundation certainly solid, uh, and now it's just continuing to build on that year after year. Uh, you know, it's just these, these last few years of success have been great, uh, but three more would be awesome too. And I know that's what we do as fans. We want more, more, more. And, you know, this Illinois team, this Illinois program, uh, they're in a position to to do that depending on how this offseason goes. Yep. Let's keep it going. It's been a, a really, really good, like you said, three-year stretch after a, a pretty uh, – more than disappointing five, ten year stretch for for Illinois basketball didn't end the way we wanted it to. Just like the other three hundred fifty some Division One teams that aren't going to win a national championship this year. But um, it, it was a, a fun year. It was a, a weird year. Hopefully, it's the last COVID kind of season, and and, and we're slowly getting getting back to that normal. But um, appreciate the ride. You know, don't don't be a, don't be afraid to. You know, enjoy those twenty-three wins while they're happening. Don't sit too much on the ten losses, or or specifically this loss, or, or the last loss from last year. Um, there, there's more good than bad, and that's not how it was for for Illinois basketball for for a few years. So, 
Um, I just want to say thank you one more time, Mike. Uh, Gary, of course, has to get his text in. So hopefully Gary will, will chip in a, a little more to get you back next year so that we can keep breaking down these games on, on the post-game show. Um, just really appreciate appreciate your, your insight. We had Trent Meacham last year. I, I like to think I know a little something about basketball, but but you guys bring a, a different kind of credibility and, and you break down the game really well. And you love Illinois basketball just like we do. So um, it's a lot of fun. It's been a blast, man. I, I can't thank you all enough for allowing me to, to share the airwaves with you and uh, and talk some hoops. It really is. It's, it's a dream. It's a dream to be able to do this. I, I have so much love for this game. Uh, I have a lot of love for this university and, um, you know, to see how successful they've been and to be able to talk about it, it's, it's pretty special. So I can't thank you guys enough for that. Yeah, I, I never take it for granted. Uh, really going to miss uh, the regular callers, the, the occasional callers and, and texters. And we'll, we'll get to hang out on, on Sports Talk during the week, but uh, there's just nothing quite like this postgame show. And uh, it's the, the end of a, another season, but uh, we'll be back again in the fall, bigger, better than ever. Brett Bielma's got an exciting group putting together on the football side. We've been watching it on, on the basketball side here for a, a couple, three years, and can't wait to see what's in store. So... Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody who, who's listened this year and, and participated. We look forward to, to doing it a lot more. And uh, that's, that's going to do it. Uh, I, I guess I probably should have played a little bit of the, the Stevie Wonder, as we typically do, winding this thing up. So uh, one last time, thank you guys very, very much. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Lauren and Brian will have Monday morning quarterbacks. Scott and I for Sports Talk at 4. Not going to the Esquire anymore, but uh, Steve Kelly and all those guys will be back. And we'll probably have Mike on sometime this week to, to recap the season once again and look more ahead to, to next year. And we got plenty of basketball to watch. That There's my, my last takeaway. As much as we love Illinois, I'll, I'll always say it, you're the best sports fan when you love the game more than your team. Now we get to be basketball fans for the next three weeks. We just get to go out and enjoy the best basketball college basketball has to offer for, for the end of the season. So looking forward to that. Ohio State goes down. Big games for Wisconsin and Purdue later today. And we look forward to talking to you once again on these airwaves in the future. Thank you guys very, very much. We've got some, some nice church program. Maybe you guys need to find Jesus after this season. We got that coming for you next.